Get it on your brain, Jim. Get it on your calendar. Get what on my brain? Get what on my IMTS. Oh my God, that's right. I can't believe it. September 2018. It's 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 going to be here before we know it. Hold on. L- let me pull up my Gmail calendar right away. I'm going to actually book it out right now. That's Monday, September 10th through Saturday, September 15th. Six full days. My wife's going to kill me, but that's okay. IMTS is what it's all about. It's the place to learn new technologies and innovation. I'm going to register now. Make sure I got it on my calendar. I don't want to forget. I don't want it to slip through my hands. Jason, make sure you do too. Can yeah, I watch and, it? And we Pull would, it up right now because uh, I don't want you to forget. I'll put it in there. And you know what? We would love to see the metalworking nation there. I will be there about nine o'clock every morning. I'm going to oh, drop no, my he kids won't. off at school and I'm going to go right over to I'll to be there at nine. Place. Jason won't. Oh, come on. Anyway, September 10th through the 15th, six full days, Monday through Saturday, imts.com. Register now and get it on your calendar and get it on your brain. If you're not passionate about it and you don't feel like you're fully engaged with it, then don't do it. To me, it's really an important part as a small business owner who wants to stay top of mind and relevant. That is the best way for me to convey that message to my community, to my network of people. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metal Working Nation. It's Jim here from Making Chips. Yes, we are back. We are here. We haven't gone away. Thanks for uh, hanging tight with us. Uh, we're back in the studio today. I'm sitting across the table from my very good friend, my cutting tool manufacturing guy, Jason Zenger. How you doing, hey, Jim? I'm good, and man. And we're, we're here at Zenger's right now, which we is are. kind of fun. It so kind of, I appreciate kind of you coming out here. Oh, it's 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 a lot easier to drive here than it is uh, to our other studio. Yeah. But, uh it's it's all it's all good. Yes. It's all good. Yes. I'm just glad that we're here and we're able to get in another episode and equip and inspire the manufacturing community. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing a lot of these marketing for makers series, and you know, I I would really love some feedback if you can email us, you know, email Jason at Making Chips or Jim at Making Chips, and just let us know what you think of. Um, I mean, was this a was it a big waste of your time? Do we need to go back to the you know the more technical stuff or the more you know business leader stuff? We'd like to give you the manufacturing leader a very broad offering of content to equip and inspire you. And we just want to know whether it's good because we don't want to continue doing things that you don't benefit from. So let us know. And I will say that the episode that inspired today's show is from a listener out Somebody from the Metalworking Nation. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to address his concerns and uh, talk about it. And so we love feedback. We absolutely love feedback. And don't be surprised if you send us an email and we're going to use it on the episode. Absolutely. So, uh, so before we get into that, why don't you um, tell me what's going on at Car Machine and Tool? Well, you know, we're, we're, we're lucky and we're fortunate and we're blessed to be busy. 
been working hard. The economy is good, and uh, I'm buying new machines and capital equipment. Yeah, you just bought a new machine, and then I see you just bought another new machine. So I, was, I did. I, I, thought, I, did. I, I think bought that's a, fantastic. I bought a horizontal. And as the guy that sells you, um, you know, the majority of your cutting tools, I do appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm going to need some more end mill holders and some ER20 collets. Let's and, do this. And some uh, through the spindle coolant some drills vices. and some end mills, and I'm going to need a tombstone. What kind of tombstone? You, you know what a tombstone is. Well, though. you are old, so I mean, <laughs> what kind of tombstone? You you need a tombstone for your for well, your new machine, or I do, do you need? I need a because yeah. I don't get no, into I'm, you know like cemetery supplies or anything like that. Yeah, I, re- I realize that, and you know, I know, I know you can if you order early before you die, you can get a, you can save a lot of money, right? It's That's like a lay, it's like a putting it on layaway, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, no, I don't need that quite yet. So here, actually, I'm going to be cremated. So. Um, <laughs> It's, here's if kind of, you must know. Here's kind of a, um, a funny side note. I didn't even, you know, this kind of just popped into my head. But, you know, 80% of our customers are chip makers, you know, people that are that are doing machining. But we do have, um, you know, just some general manufacturing customers as well. And one of them is a company called Frigid Fluid. And guess what Frigid Fluid makes? A Freon. All, all, embalming fluids. Oh, you're kidding. That's one of your clients? <laughs> yes. Wow. Isn't that funny? That is. <laughs> I didn't even what a great name, huh? Frigid yeah. Fluid. It is. It, 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 it's it's kinda, catchy, isn't it? It is catchy. <laughs> Very cool. So, yes, I will get you your tombstone, and if you need the other kind of tombstone, I can make a referral to you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. So what's going on at Zangers? Um, you just shared with me your meeting that you had today, and I thought I, it inspired me a little bit, Jason. Good. Yeah. Because, we, you you know, know, I think that we should actually make a whole episode out of that because I think there's a lot to be gotten. I mean, I could talk for a long time about what we discussed, but in... To make it short, we had um, we have a all company meeting every quarter, so every ninety days, and and I'm actually thinking about ramping that up, and I call it where where where, um, which is basically um, where? where we've been, where we are, and where we're going. Cool, um, and, the, and it's a good you know just kind of update for everybody. Like so, yeah. but yeah, maybe we can get into that in a, in a future episode. Well, I think we should definitely make a note to do that and and share with the metalworking nation how you structure that and the purpose. Um, of doing it and and what it does for the employee because as you know as we all know it's all about good culture and uh, transparency absolutely and just as a side note and I know I've said this several times before but I don't actually call them employees they're my teammates and that's right I see them as equals yep. you yep. know I just happen to be their leader absolutely so and I knew that yes. so you know I'm I'm still stuck in those old school ways and I'm trying to change and you know I, and I realize that as well so yes there are team. It, it, it was kind of funny like we we one of the components of um, of the where 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 meeting was um, just talking about having a healthy company and a great place to work one of the components is um, having competent leadership and you know I told him I was like if, if, if at any play if at any time in the future I, I cease to be competent, you let me know that you found somebody else to replace me. So I'm happy to go. <laughs> if Same I'm not here. the right guy. Same here. You know? And you know, I'm I'm closer to I don't want to hold on for dear are, life. But I, I certainly don't want to retire. I love what I do and I I love doing what I'm doing right now, being with you and uh you know being the conveyor of this platform to equip and inspire. And uh, there's so many good things coming. You know, we've got the big IMTS show coming up in uh, 2018. Oh, AMT's partnered that. up with Making Chips as their exclusive podcast of choice. 
Yeah, uh, and they just sent out an email. We just received it. We didn't even thanks AMT. We didn't even know that you were sending it out. But we we yeah. one of our listeners forwarded over to us. They're like, hey, you guys were featured in the uh, the IMTS email newsletter. We're like, oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. it's such a great email. So we're happy to receive that. Um, and thank you, AMT, and our friends over there. Yeah, we're looking forward to working with you uh, throughout the year. So. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming ahead. Yeah. But so, anyway, so what's going on in manufacturing news? Yeah, you forwarded you know, an article to me. Why don't you read it? You know, I, I'm a, I'm quite the optimist, and I, I love my eye just automatically pulls out the the good news. And Boeing is seeking thousands, Jason, thousands of applicants for open manufacturing jobs. That is so crazy because you thousands. you are pulling your hair out, and I know I pull my hair out trying to find you know a couple people. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for thousands. thousands. It says, well, I, I'm just, it's a real short read. Um, and it says the Boeing company is looking to hire its next wave of workers during a series of five job fairs around the Puget Sound region and in Yakima. It says the aerospace giant says it's seeking thousands of applicants starting Thursday for open positions in non management manufacturing fields. The Boeing company is looking to hire its next wave of workers during a series of five job fairs, and I said that twice. So, uh, w- first of all, do you know where Do you know where uh, the Puget Sound and Yakima is? It's I in do. Washington. Right. It's uh, near Seattle. Okay. Puget Sound is right near Seattle. So, yeah, it's uh, super exciting to see that uh, because, you know, Boeing is like the leader. You know, if if they're making jets, there's got to be a lot of disposable income to be pushing back into this country to to manufacture these, you know, multi, multi-million dollar pieces of equipment that we fly on so often nowadays. Yeah, and one, one, my favorite sentence actually from this article is that it said, specifically, Boeing says it is looking for veterans who have recently separated from the military or recent graduates of academic manufacturing programs, including high school and community college programs. And that is awesome because it just goes to show that all of this stuff that we've been talking about when we featured, you know, the Leiden high schools and their manufacturing programs and some of the other high school manufacturing programs. You're getting jobs, kids. I mean, get on board right. and you do something with college. your life. You Seriously. don't have to go to college. Seriously, like go take those, enroll in those, um, you know, high school manufacturing programs. And I know that um, the folks over at, at Leiden listen to Making Chips, and I know several other high schools. Um, you know that one in Michigan, they, high school, yeah, they right? they listen to the I podcast. Also. I mean, you know, you're getting jobs, and these are going to be good jobs. And I don't necessarily want you to leave the Chicagoland area, but if you can get a great job over at Boeing in Washington, I mean, I heard it's a great place to live. It's supposed to be awesome. And it says current examples of open positions include assemblers, hand finishers, functional testers, painters, and many more. The company wants people with experience or training in construction, automotive mechanic, auto body repair, electrical, precision machining, welding, aircraft mechanic, and other like manufacturing programs. Bam. I mean, that's right there. That's right, right in the sweet spot of what we're trying to 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 convey, Jason, and uh, I I just get so excited when when I hear about this, and you know thousands, it's a lot, and you know these are high paying jobs, so you know you don't have to spend you know a hundred thousand, hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a college education if you like manufacturing, if you're a hands on person, if you're passionate about what you do, this is it for you. I highly recommend you do it. You can have a salary and a career to support a family for a lifetime. You know, these 
burgeoning manufacturing um, leaders, they actually probably should go to LinkedIn and create a resume there so that they can forward this over to the Boeing company or use that as you know a link to Boeing and say, here's my resume and show some of the stuff that you've done. Show the experience that you have in manufacturing. I, mean, I think LinkedIn is just a great um, social media platform to really just show your skills and to have an online resume. And I know that one of the things you can do is that you can you can make a link over to LinkedIn from your own homepage. So like as an example, if you go to jasonzenger.com, it's not at the current time a website for me. It just forwards over to my LinkedIn profile. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's I mean something that, you know, manufacturing leaders out there can easily do that in order to reference their resume. Right. That's great. So, so, what well, so I- it's it's funny that you talk about LinkedIn because that's exactly what one of our listeners uh, challenged us. Oh, what with. a coincidence! Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah. So, yeah, I actually have that email right here, and I would love to to Go read ahead. it to you and to have a dialogue and and try to answer um, Terry's questions as best as possible. Let's so, break it down. Um, this is from Terry Keen from Tech Manufacturing, and he's um, written into us um, several times. And we love to get these emails. We would love to um, have more of these emails coming into us. Um, and I, I actually called him one time. Oh, you I, did? I got an email from him once, and uh, he said him and his wife listened to the show quite a bit, and uh, he had a quick question, and I just picked up the phone it was like more of a personal thing right and so you uh, felt that it was necessary yeah. to call over the phone yeah and i thought you know I've, I've got the time right now i'm just gonna pick up the phone and i know he's on um western time yeah so you on your drive home yeah so it was really convenient well, that's and, great uh, so he was happy that i had called so email jim at making chips.com or jason at making chips.com and you might get a phone call you bet or you might be featured on the podcast so what does he say so um he says he enjoyed listening to Julie Pullis and her gang in your podcast last week. So one of the um, marketing for makers made me wonder if you could do a show on the ins and outs of using the LinkedIn app to its full potential. I have a profile on LinkedIn, but I'm not really taking advantage of the features that are probably available. I don't know how to use them. So you know what? We are here for whether your journey in social media is is like, you know, this is very obtuse to you and you really need some help and you know maybe you're a little bit older or if you're you know a young gun we would we would love to be along this journey with you too. So um, he had some specific questions so why don't we go through these? I'm going to I'm going to read the questions first and then we'll go back to them too. Um, could you explain what features are available and how they can help you in networking endeavors? Question number 1. I get a lot of random connect requests from people I have no previous relations with. I was under the impression that they were supposed to connect with people you knew. Um, it's not really a question, but I understand what he's getting at there. So do uh, I. What's the advantage of connecting with someone like that or anyone for that matter? Okay. Um, what's the disadvantage of accepting a connection with someone you have never heard from before? So, so basically, this comes down to two very specific questions um, um, and, ab- uh, about LinkedIn and very specific answers too. Yes, because I know your strategy with LinkedIn is not my strategy. Correct. So. Let's let's break them down. Yeah, so let's go through this. So can you explain what features are available and how they can help you in networking endeavors? So why don't you go ahead and, and kind of give us your routine that you use on a daily basis to, to manage social media, and then I'll comment on mine. Sure. And thanks again, Terry, for uh, you know asking us, and you know we're we're happy to address your questions on the show. So I've been a, a LinkedIn user now for about five years. I remember when I you know originally had like a hundred connections, and I thought, oh God, I'll never get to two hundred. And today I'm st- sitting at about thirty three fifty. So I have a lot of connections. But so can you my, name them all? I cannot name them all, but I will tell you. Um, the objectives of of why I use it and more specifically how I use it. First and foremost, I'm always sharing 
anything related to business, car machine, making chips, and gym car, business. I don't talk about things I do over the weekend. I don't talk about things that I do with my wife. I don't. You don't put, share your frustrations unless they're specifically business. I don't put pretty business. pictures of girls up there. Well, that would be weird. I, well, some you're people do. Some people do, and I always say they're they're diluting their brand by doing that. You want to stay relevant to your brand because you're here to talk about business. LinkedIn is a business social media site, so everything that you communicate on LinkedIn should be relevant to your brand and what you want to convey. Yeah, it's it's much more than just a place to hold your resume. I mean, it is that, but it's also much, much more. It's a brand building platform. For me, it is, and that's what I'm using it for. So what I do is anytime anything happens in my business life that I think it is remotely important to share, I create a link. I tell the people what's going on. And you know what's funny? My wife always says, oh, you're tooting your horn. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm doing. I'm just sharing, like we do on the podcast, what I'm doing in my business life. And through that conversation and engagement with all the people that are connected to me, they know what I'm doing. And I think it equips them because if they know what I'm doing and I know what they're doing, we're like going up the ladder together. You know what I mean? If I'm buying a new machine, there might be somebody on LinkedIn that want, might want to sell me cutting tools or uh, coolant. Don't you dare. Uh, well, I know. I'm just using that as an example. Or coolant or a tombstone or anything like that. But at the same time, it's it's creating a buzz about me. It's keeping me top of mind. So that And you're creating a convert. You're doing two things, it sounds like. You're, 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 you're too... Certain degree, like you, like your wife says, you're, you are shining the spotlight on yourself a little bit. Right. I mean, but, but you're that's also what social media is all about, right? But you're also, um, yeah. Even even when people share pictures of their kids, I mean, let's be honest, nobody cares about your kids as much as you do. So you're trying to shine the spotlight on your kids about how cute they are, and they are. They that really would be, are. You like never two, do that on LinkedIn. No, you never do that. But to my all my friends on you know either Instagram or Facebook, your kids are adorable. They're, they're, they're really oh, that's are sweet, Jason. You know, um, yeah. all of your kids, they're I don't so put, adorable. I do not put pictures of my kids on anymore. Right. Well, because your that. kids are old. <laughs> yeah. We're past that. So, I mean, I think my kids are beautiful kids, but they're not kids. They're adults. So anyway, so to, so to, to a certain degree, you are shining the spotlight on yourself. But, you know, the other thing that you're doing over in LinkedIn um, and other social media platforms is you're starting a conversation. Right. You want to create engagement. So you want to go back to number question number two? I think so. We, we, identified what the objective of social media on LinkedIn is. Yeah, to, to gain some exposure, shine the spotlight, and to start an engaging conversation with people. It's just a it's just a different platform for for engaging in conversation, kind of like Twitter is and kind of like Facebook is, you right. know? So I, I just want to briefly, I want to ask you a couple of questions. So first of all, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn today? Today? No, a day on average. Uh, 45 minutes. 45 minutes per day. Per day. Okay, so... I know you do spend a lot of time on it. So I'm not like fully as fully, even though I'm younger than you, much, much, much younger, I don't fully engage in, in social media to the same capacity you do. I mean, for me, it's like sometimes zero minutes a day. Um, sometimes it's five minutes, but I, I, 
I, I'm I'm really torn because I don't like to spend a lot of time on social media. It's just not. I'm more of the um, introvert. I'd rather if I had the time, I'd rather read a book. <laughs> so um, that's, you know, and, that's interesting. And you're that, more and, and you're more of the extrovert. You like to engage in those conversations. Yep. I mean, to me, those conversations kind of exhaust me. And you know, I like talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a little bit different. And I need to get. I need to participate more. One of the things that I do appreciate is since you do have such a big following, you tag me in like a lot of your posts. So it really ups my um, you know profile as well because I'm always getting tagged by Jim Carr because I'm always doing things with Jim Carr right. and um, well, you want to tag helps. as many people as possible because right. it, it gets it gets you up in front of people remember it's all about being top of mind and getting overexposed mm-hmm. you want people to know who you are you want to build your brand but do it in a way like you said before where you're either um, providing some value or you are starting a conversation exactly. you know don't don't just be you know like your wife said tooting your own horn just for the sake of tooting your horn that, no. that provides no value and it's very easy and I do this all the time when people are are doing um, tooting their own horn in a very invaluable way I I just hide all of their posts in the future. So, um, and it's very easy to do that. Um, so for me, I need to spend a little bit more, more time on it. I have a routine in the morning, which does not involve social media at all. I don't even get on my It is um, part phone. of my routine. It's, it's part of your morning routine. It is not part of my morning routine. Um, but maybe I should make it like the very tail end of my morning routine and at least start with like five minutes. Well, if you're not passionate about it and you don't feel like you're in fully engaged with it, don't do it. If, 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 if it doesn't make you happy, then don't do it. No, I think it would. But I, it's a, a, to me, it's really an important part, even of as a small business owner who wants to stay topical and top of mind and relevant. That is the best way for me to convey that message to to my community to my network of people well i have so many thoughts and ideas that i've internalized and i've already committed to myself that um kind of in 2018 and maybe starting a little bit earlier that i do want to start um you know externalizing those a little bit more so i'm probably going to use uh, linkedin to do that so anyway let's let's move on to the second question so the second question can be basically summarized in I get and I and I understand this because I get this myself. Um, I get a lot of um, requests to connect with people that I have no clue that who they are, right? And I've never spoke to them before. Yep. Should they be doing that? And should I um, accept their connection? What are the you know the pros and cons of doing that? And I, I'll just since I was talking about myself, I used to say to myself, you know, I'm not going to accept that connection because I don't know who this person is. And I've even gotten um, requests from people that English is not their first language. Um, And, you know, a lot of times you can tell that they're from the manufacturing industry. And so it would be really difficult for me to communicate with them. But the bottom line is that they're connecting with me for a reason. They want to hear something, you know, from me. And so I do accept those connections. I think it's good. I would say it's very, very, very rare um, that I do get a um, connection request from somebody that um, is is completely irrelevant to me. They're going to be either affiliated to me in the manufacturing world or the cutting tool world or the podcasting world or just some other kind of like, you know, leadership um, content uh, world. So I I just, I stopped trying to fight it and I just accept all connections. Good. I'm glad to hear that because I think a lot of people do try to fight it and you're right. So my whole attitude, and I hope this answers your question, Terry, is I accept any business professional where English is their first language first and foremost, because some people will say, well, why do you accept a connection request from a staffing company? Because I don't know. 
maybe that person's going to see my tweet about my new machine or that I'm using somebody and they're going to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody or they're going to like or comment on my tweet or they it's might going to go up on their page or they might and be gonna best get friends expo- with somebody that you might exactly need to know. so at the end of the day I think the the most common rule is more is more and yes we all get those LinkedIn requests, and you make that connection, and it's like sixty seconds later, you've got a. They're trying to in sell you something. I know it's, it's Hi, this the is... staffing companies or the finance. Oh, companies you know what it is for me? Or the business consultants that are going to make me oh, rich overnight. No. Hi, this is Joe Schmo from Merrill Lynch. I'd like to talk to you about your your wealth portfolio. Yep. Yeah, your wealth management. Thank Don't you. do that. I'm telling you that that is the worst thing to do because I hit delete as fast as I see it come in, and it's it's those people aren't listening to us anyway, Jim. So it doesn't matter. They're not. They're not. But if you can go beyond that and just delete it and not make it bother you, then just go ahead and do it and accept it. But you remember, you never know if that one connection that you say yes to is going to help you in some capacity, whether it's going to be overexposure or a connection to another person. It's just building a professional network of people. Number three, what's Terry's number third question? So I, there's not really like a number three per se, because they're all wrapped up in that that particular context. But it, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, is there a disadvantage, I guess, to accepting that? And I would say, yeah, the disadvantage is that you're going to get bombarded by some spammy salesmanship. But, right. You know, just ignore it. If you, you ignore know? it, if you or ignore just, it, they're not going to come back. You know, you know what I've done is that I've actually created these templates where I can shortcut key a template response to yep. somebody. And it's a very, very nice response um, when somebody tries to kind of like, you know, salesy spam me with an email. And I just like to, you know, respond to them in a respectable way that that says that I'm not interested at this time. And I never like to close the door completely. Um, I helped you craft that response. I did. You did? Yeah. We were in a meeting one day and you said, I'm just going to craft a formalized Oh, uh, you did? Okay. 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 And I thought that was smart. Yeah. Yeah. I just ignore them. You know, sometimes I say no and oh, boom, gone. That's it. It's that's over and done with. Very rude of you, Jim. I know. I, I try to be as nice as I can. But uh, so, Terry, I hope that's. I hope that helped you in your uh, LinkedIn endeavors. That you'll be a little bit more um, astute in connecting with more people and get a picture. I, I think I we are connected on LinkedIn. You don't have a picture. Uh, don't have your sunglasses on. Don't you know? Not in the bathtub. Don't have it with your family. Should I be holding Remember, a fish? No, you should not be holding a fish. It's uh, how about a deer? It's a per- no, not a, not a deer. Not camping. Not with a cigarette in your mouth. Should I be? Don't do it. Should I be in my Hawaiian shorts with no shirt you should on? Not. But no. Jim, I look good no. with no shirt on. Well, you do. That's, yeah, you think you do. Well, but shouldn't everybody on LinkedIn see me without my shirt on? No, they're not. They're gonna go. Ooh, who is that guy? Yeah. Who does he think he is? Talk about tooting, you know. And, and you know, I have seen you without your shirt on. You don't have six pack abs. So, uh, just so, just so everyone wants to know, but uh, no, no one wants to see you without your shirt on. But at the end of the day, it's a business professional social media site. Get a headshot. It doesn't have to be a professional five hundred dollar headshot that's photoshopped to make you look twenty years younger. You can use your iPhone. You can use your Android. I would practice with a little bit of lighting options because soft light does, you know, enhance your facial features a little bit better. Um, and, and just put it up there. You know, 
but have a picture of yourself because when I see people that don't have pictures, I think they don't care. They're not fully engaged to the uh, platform. So, yeah, and if you want to see Jason Zenger without a shirt on, go to go my to, Facebook page. Go to yeah. Jason's Facebook Facebook.com slash N-O-S-H-O-W. That's my Facebook <laughs> Facebook page. Nice. Nice. For me without a shirt on. So, anyway, I'm glad we're past that. Um, is that all the questions we have from Terry? Yes, that's it. Good. Uh, so, wow. Another one. I know this was a quick, short one. I feel like we just got into it and we're or coming to a quick ending, but uh, it's all good. Um, I, I really wanted to, to, I know Terry has been asked a couple times about this particular subject, and I'm glad we could uh, get it out to him right away, and I hope we've um, helped you, the Metalworking Nation, uh, and inspired you just a little bit more to uh, create a LinkedIn profile that's just a little bit better than you had yesterday. We would love to hear from you. And so if you do have questions about um, manufacturing leadership, just anything related to your role as a manufacturing leader, Jim and I would love to hear from you. We'd love to feature your question on the show. We've got a long list of, of those questions. Some of them we we um, we cite them, you know, directly. Some of them we we um, we have handled the show anonymously in the past. So um, we would lo- we would love to hear back from you and to um, uh, get your questions answered on making chips. You bet. And I'm going to start talking about um, machinery purchases because I'm doing a lot of that lately. And there's a lot of questions I have that maybe the manufacturing community can help me and equip me with some answers in my endeavors going forward. That'd be great. What's your first question? I want to talk about shipping and shipping from all different parts of the country. What's the best to do? Is it, you know, because I, my machine is coming from Japan. I, it can come into Long Beach, California, or it can come into Newport News, Virginia, but I have to wait two weeks if it goes around the continent to go to the east coast of the country. Oh, and it's cheaper to wait the two weeks? Well, no, it's not cheaper. It's just if you need the machine that much quicker, you can have it brought in from Long Beach, but it's going to co- of course, it's a longer distance to get to Chicago than it is the east coast. And it's going to, of course, cost more money because it's more miles on the truck. But anyway, I'm going to save that for a future episode, and uh, maybe the uh, manufacturing community can help me out with that. Okay, great. Yeah. So give us a call. Give us a ring. 312-725-0245. Go to imts.com. Register for the show. We're going to be there every day. We want to see you. We want to help you. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the Metalworking Nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. 